There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Mud Horde Clan cast on the Fangirl Zone. I'm Dave. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. And today we're talking about Chapter 9 of The Mandalorian, titled The Marshal, which is Episode 1 of Season 2, written and directed by Jon Favreau. I love Jon Favreau. And I just found out today, which everybody probably already knew, he was in Season 1 as one of the Mandalorians. I don't know if he physically played him, but he was at least the voice of one of them in season one. I did not know this. Everybody puts themselves into the Star Trek properties. Everybody does it. I would do it too, (laughs) but they all do it. It was just interesting, which we'll get to all the random stuff I found out. So how about some news? I am just going to say, first of all, that this is episodic. So yes, it's one a week. And a lot of people are a little freaked out because they don't remember that happening. (laughs) I I prefer it. (laughs) I feel like it keeps the conversation going longer anyway about the show. Exactly. keeps it more in your head. Yeah. Because we binge watched some stuff and I was talking to somebody and I could not for the life of me remember the name of the show I watched. So I'm like, well, it must not have been that great. Oh, man. So I really like it this way. But anyway, show news. So in season two, the buzz that's been going around is that we're going to see some Clone War characters like, oh my gosh, and I'm always saying this name wrong. Ahsoka, I think Tano, who is going to be played by Rosario Dawson, and Bo-Katan, who's being played by Katie Sackhoff, who, if I understand correctly, also did the voice in the cartoon for her. Mm-hmm. So yep. she gets to bring it to life now. I think that's kind of cool. We also have John awesome yes i just think that's like when you're the one who gets to actually bring it from like full circle i think that's got to be like i don't know for me it'd be mind-blowing but just side note my husband's like it really sucks if it's only a voice of somebody that's in there because i don't care if you can't tell that i'm that big green blob i want to be the big green blob on set (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we also have john favreau saying the mandalorian season three is on schedule to film this year what is it this year? Start Probably. Th- okay, when I say this year, I'm thinking this next 365 days. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Good <laughs> for them. I, they must have set already, up a bubble. They've probably already written it. And really interesting to see how that's going to go. <laughs> so there were so many little things that I, I was questioning last night, which we will totally jump into. But seriously, there, there were things that I'm like, it literally kept me up because I finally got the chance to watch it last night. And it, it kept me up with these little things going, wait a second. But what about... Yeah. So I had to talk some of it out earlier with my husband and look Mm -hmm. stuff up. So I should have just held on to everything, but I might have like really made everybody go crazy. So 
that being said, I'm going to pass it off to Dave so you can <laughs> try to bring this back into normal. And like, I will just think about things before I blurt it out. <laughs> well, we find that the Mandalorian is drawn to the outer room in search of others of his kind. I was talking to Steve in our in our other podcast on the Fangirl Zone, the Captain's Chair, and how Star Trek is like comfort food. So is Star Wars. I have to say, when they're heading out to the outer room and Tatooine, and you're like, I can sit back in my chair and go, ah, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> home sweet home yeah kept looking around for luke's home yeah but, uh... i know some of the contraptions you see sticking out of the sand you're like yep recognize that yep <laughs> <laughs> my initial reaction oh gosh it's like Star Trek Discovery. My first viewing, I was like, yeah, okay, that's not bad. You know, but second, uh, the second watch, I appreciated it a little bit more. I I just seemed smooth. I think I expected too much. I mean, it's hard to stay away from the internet. And they're, they're flooding it like, best episode ever. I'm like, okay, relax. First you know, episode, watch. calm down. Yeah, come on, calm down. <laughs> but I liked it. I, I thought it was a good episode. Surprises a few. The only thing that disappointed me was we didn't get into the big thunderous cliffhanger with the leftover last Last year, there's hardly any movement, and uh, I'll have to agree with some of the people. They didn't give Baby Yoda enough to do. Yes. Didn't use the Force. Use the Force. Come on, there's plenty <laughs> of opportunity to use the freaking <laughs> dragon. Are you kidding me? I know. Make his teeth fall out. <laughs> I think there's reasons for that because, I mean, we see how he, in previous episodes, if he used too much, he, like, zonked out. So that may be something that's coming. Like, maybe he's trying to build up. I don't know. I liked this episode. Like I said, I had a lot of questions, like, as things went by. I'm like, but what about, what about, hold on. I was really excited. And it was weird because I didn't catch it until the, the credits rolled, to be honest. The people who were in it that I knew, but I didn't realize that they were in the episode. So it was one of those things like, wait a second. And I understand that there's going to be a lot of that this season. And so that that just kind of is really getting me excited for the season. And I was just telling my husband, I'm like, we should have just watched last season because of the questions I had, like right before this was going to come out. But yeah, I keep boiling myself by seeing who's coming still. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed this episode as well. I kind of liked that it was a standalone episode and you really didn't get to see a continuation of the season one finale just yet. Because, of course, he crashed his ship. It's going to take him a hot minute at least to <laughs> get back uh, on his feet. So, yeah, give us a little time on Tatooine. And no, I don't like being Steve. I don't, I don't like it, Steve. I don't like being teased. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hear you, buddy. So Yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, it's certainly good to have it back. Thank God. Oh my gosh, it it seems like it's been forever. Yeah, and I know, I know it has. <laughs> but it's like, oh my gosh, why is this taking so long? I need more. And I didn't even look at what the runtime was, but I already know that it was longer than some of those 20-minute episodes that really were yeah. nerves. Yeah. So I'm hoping this season is longer just in general. It's not going to have any more 20 minutes because those just made me so freaking mad. It's like, what, what are you, 20 minutes? I'm like, cheese and rice. I watch anime, and that's at least 23 to 24 minutes, okay? You can give me more. But I do understand what you guys are saying about some of the big reveals that happened at the end. I think that's some of the big things that are going to happen this season, and so I'm excited. I kind of feel like I'm trying to skirt around the issue and not say it, although we're in season two, so we might as well say it. Yeah. So the black lightsaber that I need to know 
how, and I'm forgetting his name, most Giancarlo Esposito, I forget his character's yes. name offhand, uh, <laughs> how he got that, which reading up on that, that might come into play with a, I believe it was a female Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. See, I don't, I never read any of these, I know the movies. I haven't even watched all the animated, which apparently I have to because a lot of this kind of going back and forth with that. Yes, there's a lot to catch up on. Yeah. If you want to go that route. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to be able to read all the books because at this point, I don't even know what's canon, what's not. But I'm super excited. So I'd have to say, okay, because like I know we kind of have like top three moments. The for me, the first one would have to be the Boba Fett armor, but then there was a ton of questions surrounding that. Tons of questions. Is that your is that your number three or your number one? It's for number three, right? Yeah, number, number three. Yeah, okay. Because there's so many questions surrounding it, and that's not even all of the armor. No, no I'm like, saw the wait boots a minute. And the cape last season with the gunslinger. So yeah, all his equipment's kind of gotten scattered to the wind. He made. I a- forgot about the boots and cape. See, I knew I should have watched season one again. <laughs> Well, that could have been uh, the moth, anyway, the mobster. It could have been. Right. And if he wears a, the job he wears a got cape. a hold of it, then, yeah, they no telling who they sold it to. That's yeah. true. But, yeah, that was definitely the, <laughs> my number three as well was the not Boba the Fett, because <laughs> as soon as <laughs> you see him walking in the, <laughs> the bar, it's like, no, that's not Boba Fett. <laughs> he looks skinny. Yeah. And well, that could taller. happen. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was the whole like wagger, I guess, even was I'm like, wait a second. That's mm-hmm. weird. And of course what do you they think? just pumped us up for it when of course Gore tips off Mando that there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine and of course everybody goes, Ooh, are we gonna get Boba Fett? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, there's been so many theories. Like so many theories. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, after we, we all say our, our third pick, then I will ask you guys the question that's, like, just making me crazy. <laughs> all right. My number three moment was when the Tuscans arrive in town. I, <laughs> I just like the way they come riding in on the Banthas. Yes. And it has such a great musical score. And it was kind of continued when they decided to leave the town, too, and they were following that sand dune line through the, the dune sea. That you know, is I, such an awesome visual. It was awesome. It, it reminded me of Lawrence of Arabia, and that score really helped it out too. I just, I like that rising score. And of course, oh, people, I see that. Yeah, I that was totally... my number three. Tuscans come to town. <laughs> <laughs> That's another episode. Yes. <laughs> Sit down, chill out, cook some weird meat. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. So here's my question for you guys. Wait, I I kind of feel, I don't know. Maybe I should wait till the end, but. Yeah, wait till the end. Oh, so many questions. Okay. What's your number two, two? Uh, Honestly, the visuals. Because the little things that I'm assuming those little weird things were womp rats. But even yeah. when they were kind of pulling back and you seen the Dune Sea, you seen a bleached out skull and antlers of a banta. And it's like the little things that you would not necessarily think would make a difference, but I feel like it really did. So that would be my number two. I know it's not even like a moment, but I that caught me off guard, like those little things, and I loved it. Oh, yeah. Oh, appa- it, it was- apparently, some of that stuff is still left in the Tunisian desert from when they shot the original Star Wars. Yes. 
Really? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah. The, the skeleton of the dragon. Yep. In episode <laughs> in episode four is still in the desert. No way. It's That's like, awesome. What it is, is awesome. People going to think <laughs> in the future. years in the future when that shows up on a satellite <laughs> picture. <laughs> That, that's, that? yeah, archaeologists way yes, in the future. They're like, what? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, my number two moment was as they're heading to the lair and Vanth hears something and he stops. And of course, so does Mando. And you see these lizard dogs come out and there's a ton of them and you go, oh crap. <laughs> yeah. You didn't even yeah. get to the lair and you may not make it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mando just gets off his speeder and just walks right up to him and starts talking something. And <laughs> I know, yeah, good boy, good, good boy. boy, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Who's that good boy? Yeah, <laughs> rubbing his think, throat. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's just perfect. And, and Vance just standing there with his mouth on the. Yeah. Man, what the hell? <laughs> My number two moment was I volunteered your village. Yes. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's when uh, just after the confab around the uh, the campfire, I believe, not too long after it, Cobb Vanth, played by Timothy Oliphant, says, well, what'd you tell him? How'd you convince him? And he said that he put more little dots down there, it turns out to be to scale around the dragon. He's like, oh, wow, reinforced. Where'd you get that? And Mando turns to him and goes, I volunteered your vi- village. <laughs> <laughs> and Vance, uh, Cobb Vance's eyes bug out. You did what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, how that, like, well, what did you do? Oh, yeah. My village. <laughs> and I still love the whole, that's not to scale. They're like, yeah, it yeah, is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes, it is. And it is. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, my gosh. Number one. I, I don't know. There were so many moments that I'm like, I'm going to have to say when, and I'm going to screw up his name. Tamur Tumer Morrison, the guy who played Boba and Jenga in episode was it one, two, three? When he was shown at the end. Because oh. well, I'm sorry, he didn't play Boba, he played Django. Sorry. Yeah. And every clone thereafter. Yeah. Uh, when he was at the end, that has to be my number one because like I said, there's so many questions around it. And I I will wait. I, I made sure I have this all formed in my head to ask this question because I fell down a rabbit hole online and i think you guys you know might actually question your thoughts after i ask this all right well my number one is i have an idea and just that reminds me (laughs) that reminds me of hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy movie (laughs) because if things are not going well and (laughs) mando notices one of the bantas that's got a whole stockpile of bombs on it and has Bant get the dragon coming towards him and let dragon eat him and the banta together. Yeah. What? I know. I was like, what? Wait a second. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. he he's not dead. We know that. But it's like, what just happened? Yeah. 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 I think he Come on, man. used his jet pack and flew out just at the last second. No, he waited, made sure it got deep inside the dragon and then waited for it to come back out out of the sand and it opens its mouth and he goes jetpacking out detonates my well, I can see, you know, the off chance that if he flew away, like it would try to follow him as opposed to eat the Banta. Right. 
Yeah, because it did. But, it was awesome that this thing was able to tunnel under and everything. Yeah, and then out through the rocks. And then yeah, I know. And, oh, that coming was out of coming out of the rocks. I'm like, oh damn, rocks too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, they'll be safe on the rocks. I'm like, yeah, that oh, was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If, if you're on Dune and confronted with uh, sandworms, <laughs> you go to the rocks. They don't come yeah, out of the rocks. Exactly. I'm like, wow, they are way bigger than the sandworms. Yeah, even on Beetlejuice, sandworms. <laughs> in the sand <laughs> all right my number one uh mine happens in the bar and it's when the marshal gets on the scene and he says oh, join me for a drink i'm like and of course the first thing that comes to my head he goes well how can you drink unless you're taking your helmet off exactly. and he takes his he takes his helmet off and i'm like i was wtf and the reaction from mando like he just starts he's walking towards the table and the guy takes his helmet off he's like stunned he's stunned as i was like what are you doing yes <laughs> you don't take the helmet off <laughs> apparently he didn't no Boba Fett before and couldn't tell if the armor just was that beaten up or if he got it yeah. from another Mandalorian or something because all of yeah, us he, knew it wasn't. Yeah, that's Boba. that stunned Mando. That stunned him. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I noticed the bullet hole like in the helmet too. I, th I thought it was the a tooth hole. Oh, maybe. I didn't think about that. It's like a bullet hole. I didn't think it, they had like regular yeah. bullets. Oh my gosh. Any uh, honorable mentions, Sean? I have to just say Timothy Oliphant being in this because it was He's awesome. just just a little bit of comedy, but like I said, it, it wasn't that uh, like menacing behavior. But you know, you knew that he probably can hold his own. Right. So I, I liked the fact that they had that, but he was smart enough to be like, "Yeah, are you sure you want to do this in front of the kid?" It's like, "Are, are you yeah, sure?" I know he's like, seen it. You know, he's seen worse. Might not be good. It's like trying to go. Oh, I'm super screwed if he decides to do this right now. So I, I liked that that whole thing that he kind of gave out and that moment where he didn't quite look at the camera but it was almost a fourth wall break when he's like yeah you know when we're sitting here and they blew up the death star the yes. second one yeah. when he says this the second one it's like i felt and i know it's just me that he kind of like that turn and you know wink towards the camera yeah, yeah. so i love that yeah his uh character is uh, the classic old west lawman type who actually first appeared in the 2015 in canon novel aftermath so okay. His character is definitely canon. Yep. My honorable mentions have to go out to the child. He may not have done a lot, but his reactions were priceless. Yeah. By the boxing ring or the fighting ring, that was the best reaction. Yes. Like, oh, let me close this. I'm out. Yeah. And of course, uh, crawling into the spittoon when the dragon started coming toward into town. Oh, uh, I'm just like, oh, I hope it was clean. Really? That's all I got thinking. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dave? What do you, you got, do? You have an honorable mention. I got a few. I, first of all, I like the recap <laughs> right at the beginning. There, I got all excited. Like, yeah, baby, let's go. <laughs> uh, I I also love seeing uh, Amy Sedaris return as Peli Motto. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, she go, and of course she takes a a liking to uh, that little womp rant, <laughs> a green little womp rant. That was making me crazy. It's like I knew her face, but I couldn't figure it out. I had to look her up. I'm like, oh, 
okay. Strangers yeah, with candy. They brought her back from last year right away, first episode. Right. Yes, but it was like, why do I know her <laughs> other than from the episodes? It's like Strangers with Candy. It took me a minute to find find what she was in, why I originally knew her. Yeah, I, I did like, I'll give our honorable mention to Mando's uh, escape from the dragon as he yeah. slides to a the slides to a hall and he skids to it on the sand like, oh, come on, we already know you're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I have to say, because I, I had messaged this to Steve before when he finally finished season one. I'm like, I love, and this is really weird saying this out loud. I love how you know his expressions, even though you can't ever see them. I'm like, it's like so much expression and emotion. and he, But he is so, you can't see his face and he's so monotone with everything. Right. And Steve's like, what are you talking about? You yeah. can't see anything. I don't know. Like, I feel like it was really expressive with just like a slight tilt or you know kind of yeah well that's why i liked my number one moment when you just shuddered yeah you know when uh marshall was taking the helmet off what are you doing (laughs) yeah that did tear him up big time yeah give me the armor that brings me to one of the rabbit holes that i i fell down for a while this morning so i don't know let me let me just i'm gonna throw throw my candy in the lobby basically spill the candy in the lobby like i've been told not to do in some training but my questions to you gentlemen and and our people out there in listener land (laughs) (laughs) on this globe and beyond so was that truly boba fett at the end or as i found online could that have been cody was oh my gosh was the mentioning of the force by our mechanic when she says oh think the force was that kind of something that people just say but they don't really know what it is or they don't really believe kind of like when people are like you know you even have like non-religious people like oh thank god you know when they say something like that these little things that kind of kept me up all night (laughs) and there's there's finally the big one that was driving me up the wall is still carried over from season one how do they not really know about the jedi and like that rabbit hole goes on and on like i kept clicking links like i need to stop i'll never make it on (laughs) one of the things i constantly hear is because they're on the outer rim but jabba knew about jedi masters if you remember when return of the jedi when luke goes to his palace and he's like tell jabba yeah but he's the he's a uh He's a, a renowned criminal that always runs afoul of whatever the law is. The common people are like, yeah, whatever. They're just digging through sand and dirt. Okay, but even Anakin knew back in episode one, and he knew by the lightsaber. That's why it was confusing me. Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, Luke knew. He, he Luke wanted to go to the Academy. He didn't want to be a Jedi, didn't he? He wanted to go to the Academy. I thought it was yeah. like a rebel Academy or something. He wanted to learn. To, was it? Was did Luke want to do that? I know. I know his friend did. They wanted to be uh, pilots, like Tie yeah. pilot pilots. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to get off the planet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he wanted to get off the planet. Uh, oh, I can't exactly blame him for that. I didn't even recognize Tamara Morrison. I didn't recognize him. I, mean, I knew everyone was going berserk, and I couldn't wait to see them. Like, yeah, okay, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't even catch until the credits John Leguizamo. Right. Yeah. Really? You didn't know that was him? No, I did not hear it in the voice at all. Now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. Now I'll probably be like, oh, yeah. First of all, I bet he would give his left uh, finger. <laughs> to be on that show but of course i didn't recognize him either my god he's only got one eye and he looks yeah. like uh <laughs> the, i mean I was pretty, that was awesome but i would i would love to do something like that too i don't care how much makeup you put on me put me on the show yeah 
the the voice definitely was something I was going, I know that voice. Where do I know really? from? <laughs> I tend to pick all that up on second and third watches. And yeah. I only did it one time on this. So that may be why. And like I said, going down the rabbit hole, Sam Witwer was in it. He was one of the people in, in the town. He does a voice, I believe, in the video game. One of the video games. So I was like, oh, wow. See, he wasn't even credited. Somebody spotted him. And it's like, that's amazing. Yeah. How did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Is it really Boba or could it be Cody or well, one of I, the other clones? I, I got a guy, Boba Talks. He's from the UK. He's got a YouTube channel. He thinks it's someone called Rex from the Old Republic. Wow. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell since they were all clones. It could be absolutely anybody. Yeah. Well, I, I got a feeling it's Boba Fett, but... but. I didn't even know who this Rex guy is. I I rely on the network, you know, to fill me in on all these things. Thank goodness. Yeah. It it makes too much sense to have Morrison show up that has been a Fett. So, yeah, it'll be a shocker if he's not Boba Fett. (laughs) I know. It would be even more of a shock if he wasn't, right? Yeah. It'd be a disappointment. (laughs) So the whole thing with not knowing the Force, too, and, and the Jedi's, like reading that whole crazy thread that I found <laughs> because don't go on Reddit unless you got hours to spend is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I had found that they were saying the armorer who had given the information to our Mando that she is supposed to be roughly the same age. So she might have known some information, but like all the information is really foggy for her. And that the Empire had spent, you know, 25 plus years trying to wipe out the Jedi Order and all information. So everything she's heard was like, well, I heard from, I heard from, I heard from. So it was like all passed down. So I kind of get it. But it's like, I just, I don't know. It seemed like it was such a big deal that a whole lot more people would know. Even if he was a little kid when they were still around. Don't you guys think more people would know what the heck the Jedi are? Not some ancient, you know, wizards. Mm-hmm. A race of ancient wizards. Yes. <laughs> I didn't tell you my, uh, I don't know if you're aware of my tinfoil hat theory. But I, I'm saying at the by the end of uh, this season, Mando will be will volunteer to, be, to become the next. He'll start training to become a Jedi warrior, at least. I mean, in their history, if you look back in history, speaking of Reddit, there has been Mandalorians. And they fought each other, but then uh, a Mandalorian went over to the Jedi side and trained to be a Jedi warrior. And I think that's what I think that's what the storyline has taken Mando. I think he's going to join the Jedi eventually. Right. Hmm. Yeah, because there's at this point in time, almost all the Mandalorians have been wiped out. Yeah. See, that was the other thing I found. Again, rabbit holes. That the clan that Armando is with is uh, like super strict, like following the ancient ways. And that's why they don't take off their helmet. Right. Whereas what I found was some other clans that are more family-like, they mm. remove their helmet. And so it, it's not so weird. But I guess it's like a super strict religion. Like, what do you mean you don't fast all day on the third Tuesday of the month? You know, yeah, it's kind of part, like... A, they, they did make a real quick mention of the warrior clan. I mean, it could have been in the recap when they showed uh, young, young Mando <laughs> being rescued mm-hmm. by a Mandalorian. And he said, I joined the warrior clan. So all sorts, you don't have to be a warrior yeah, to be a Death Mandalorian. Watch. That's what's supposed to yeah, save yeah. him. I wanted to bring this up. The name of the uh, the Mandalorian that was a Jedi 
was Tare Vizla. He was a Force-sensitive human male, and, and as a child, he, he was eventually inducted into the Jedi Order, becoming the first Mandalorian to do so. And according to legend, Vizla created the Dark Saber during his time as a Jedi. So if they're not headed in that direction, I'm a, I'm a monkey's uncle. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense. Otherwise, I mean, they have to explain. For those of us who've never seen a Black Saber, right? like... You would think that they kind of give us a hint. Yeah, I don't. I I think he'll join or want to. He'll volunteer to become a Jedi. But maybe see, season three will be pursuit of the dark saber. Hmm. Now I did see something too that theories already. So I'm gonna say tinfoil hat theory, not mine. Found it online. <laughs> that is Boba Fett we've seen at the very end, and that he's gathering information because Boba Fett was always one to strictly deal with money. I mean, he's still a bounty hunter, and technically there's still a bounty on the child. We know that there's a certain somebody with a dark saber who really wants that baby. Oh yeah. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. My off Gideon might get what he wants. Yep. And something I found just random that the doctor that was in the first season who was with the benefactor who wanted the baby originally was wearing clothes similar to those of the cloners. Yep. Which went right past me. <clears throat> I get so into the moment, like I'm not noticing the little details. And so everybody who finds all these little details, kudos to you, because I didn't catch that at all. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what if? That's okay. They watch it six times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must. I just finished The Haunting of Bly Manor. And in the first episode, I must have missed one particular ghost a dozen times. Everyone else, oh, you see that ghost? No. No. Yeah, I, I was rewinding that a lot, going, it's right there. But anyway, now that I've thrown all of those questions out to to you and everyone in the in the known universe, <laughs> are there any anything that you guys have seen that kind of makes you scratch your head and go, hmm, maybe? Well, Cobb Vance Speeder sure looked like it had one of the engines of Anakin Skywalker's pod racer in Phantom yeah. Menace. I <laughs> thought that too. I'm like, that hey, thing's what? cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. There's not a whole lot of stuff on Tatooine. They keep passing everything around, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Like all the pieces. Yeah. Dust, bones, <laughs> and, and bars. Yeah. <laughs> weird, busy black pumpkin things. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. I, don't know. I know. Oh, weird. I'm drinking that. <laughs> yeah. If you take our water, I'm like, ooh, this, this is like a political thing right now. Now, sand people are going to be pissed. I thought it was interesting that Mando knew how to speak to the sand people. Yep. And I'm like, how exactly do you learn that? That's I what I was to do my imitation, but no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like chewy. <laughs> Sounded like a lot of indigestion and, you know, trying to clear your throat, but hey. Well, we want to get into ratings. Sure. I, okay, out of five, let's say five, five uh, crests, I will give this one a four because it left a lot of questions for me, but it was still really good. Okay, I'm going to give it four and a half out of five exploding dragon. <laughs> That that's a lot. Awesome that's that a lot of dragons. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Mine kind of ties in when you were saying. I give it like three and a half to four goose stained armor. Yeah. <laughs> you notice that stuff was dripping off Mando at yeah, the end it's there. So gross. Like Slimer was around. Yeah. Well, we do have some feedback from our friend Fred from the Netherlands. So let's hear what he has to say about this episode. Hello, Steve, Dave, and Sean and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands. 
with some feedback for The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1. Wow, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. High, high quality, very nice cinematography, nice music, and really on movie level, I would say. Actually, I'm more a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan, but I have a lot of trouble to say that I like Discovery better than this. This is really very nice. Very nice that we see here that the Mandalorian knows his ways with the Sand People, and we learn some extra stuff about their background and their way of life. Two opposing groups joining together to fight a big other bad is, of course, a little bit a trope. I'm very happy that you don't record your podcast immediately after the episode has aired, because otherwise I couldn't give feedback in time. And especially because of simultaneously being aired Discovery, His Dark Materials, Next... And I do a podcast about Stargate SG-1. A little nitpick is when the Great Dragon is coming to Mos Pelgos that these windmills are going to turn. He is subterranean moving and why is there suddenly more wind? Even if we see one of these transport animals, we don't even see his hairs move by wind. So these windmills turning is ominous, but not not in any way explainable. Or it's the other way around. It are not windmills, but just signal posts for subterranean movement. But then it's a little illogical that the blades of that thing are positioned as they are. They really have a position like they have to catch wind. And one other nitpick is when the Mandalorian is arriving in Mos Pelgo, he leaves the child on his speeder bike. And when you see the people of that village, they are not all looking equally trustworthy. And one last thing, I had expected that the powers of the child would have been needed in some way to defeat the Great Dragon. Furthermore, very nice episode. That was all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Yeah, Fred. You know what? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I totally agree with Fred. Like, I did not realize with the the windmill that, yeah, it's underground. So it's little things like that. And I'm like, well, maybe there was like a tunnel and it like created the wind underneath. But yeah, it's kind of weird that they had it. I I thought it was vibration. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. But it was an (laughs) an awesome shot. I yeah, love the shot, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it was a little difficult to explain. And yeah, Fred, it was definitely nice to get some background on the Tuscans. And, and basically, they humanized them in this episode, which was great to see. They, I don't think anybody will look at them as the, the all-out raiders that when we first saw them, that's what we thought they were. So yeah, that was pretty awesome. If you go on Google, you can Google what they look like without their masks. They're not monsters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, know I that. almost, <laughs> yeah, always thought it was kind of like their face. Nope. <laughs> I don't know what explains that wrapping or whatever's in the outside instead of, you know, having to deal with the desert. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I want to say, I also agree with leaving the child because 
he did that. I swear to God. Jason yeah, where he both, goes, I go. Right. And Jason and I are both like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leave him in a satchel. I, I noticed that. Out real quick. Yeah. I noticed in uh, on a speeder bike, at one time he's on one side of the satchel, and the other time he's on the other side of the bike. I'm like, well, pick one side. <laughs> I, I thought they made a mistake. I thought that was a goof when they saw him zoom away, and he's all of a sudden on the left. And then when the bike pulls up somewhere, he's back on the right. And like, what they do? Take a bathroom break? <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe he's maybe. floating back and forth out you know outside the bag and kind of leaning into the wind with the ears oh, that was flapping. so cute that was so cute <laughs> i'm like the eyes even got a little bigger i'm like oh no, my gosh this is our dog yes <laughs> like she totally <laughs> acted like that the same day <laughs> so yeah i i agree and then yes the production value of this one was really amazing yes, fantastic actually yep. was cinematic and, quality and all our listeners you need to send your thoughts and prayers and <laughs> such to fred and his family as his 17 year old son has brought COVID 19 into his home and he is fred is at high risk oh god yes so let's hope fred continues his uh vigilance at keeping things clean and his distance from his kids yeah, and hopefully his son will have a very quick and painless recovery, and Fred won't get it. So yeah, we're uh, thinking of you, Fred. Are with you, man. Yeah, hope, you, be hope with everyone you. gets better soon, Fred. Yes. <sighs> Want to do reviews, Dave? All right. So, everyone, please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show to find us. And there are plenty of other Mandalorian podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. And you'll be able to check everything out. You can go to www.fangirlzone.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr, which I still all these years have not wow. figured out. <laughs> <laughs> and basically everywhere you find podcasts. So it's easier to go over because we did not put everything exactly the same. So check out the website and our contacts page. So much easier that way. Otherwise, yeah, just shoot us emails. So much better that way. <laughs> that way you can find us. And it's contact us at fangirlzone.com. Easy peasy. So for this episode of the Mudhorn Clancast, I'm <laughs> Steve. I guess every once in a while, both sun shines on a womp rat's tail. I'm Sean Fangirl S. Uh, you really want to do this in front of the kid? <laughs> and this is Beskar Dave. Never take off the helmet unless it's to have a drink with Timothy Oliphant.